Welcome back to Understanding Childhood Cancer. I'm Dr. Jeff, and this is another one of my transplant episodes of this podcast. And in particular, today I want to talk about how we collect bone marrow stem cells from the blood. Now, it would help if you listen to the earlier episode on what is a bone marrow transplant. I've covered some of this information already in an earlier podcast that was about autologous bone marrow transplant. So in particular, if the doctors are talking about a bone marrow transplant for neuroblastoma or a sarcoma or a brain tumour, more often they'd be talking about what we call an autologous bone marrow transplant. And so you might have already listened to that episode and that already describes what I'm about to talk about, namely the collection of bone marrow stem cells from the blood. But there are other situations where we collect bone marrow stem cells from the blood and so I'm producing this as a standalone episode just on the collection of bone marrow stem cells from the blood. Just to recap, the bone marrow stem cells are the cells we use for bone marrow transplants and normally they live in the bone marrow. Well, in certain situations, we can make them move into the bloodstream and then collect them from the bloodstream. And often that's a whole lot easier for the patient and a better way to collect the cells. So first off, let me talk about the situations where we might want to collect bone marrow stem cells from the blood. Okay, the first one would be when we're planning an allogeneic bone marrow transplant. So we're talking here about one of those bone marrow transplants where the bone marrow stem cells are taken from one person and given to another person. So the patient normally has a whole lot of chemotherapy or radiotherapy or both to wipe out their bone marrow and then they get new bone marrow cells from the donor. Now, in the past, we used to always collect those cells from the donor by collecting them from the bone marrow. So the patient would be knocked out and we'd stick needles in the pelvis bones and suck out bone marrow, filter it and use it for the bone marrow transplant. Well, nowadays, in many situations, we would collect the bone marrow stem cells from the bloodstream, not from the bone marrow. And in particular, these days, when we're collecting bone marrow stem cells from adult donors, we very often would collect these peripheral blood stem cells from the donor rather than sticking needles in their bone marrow. The second situation where we might want to collect bone marrow stem cells from the bloodstream would indeed be the one that I described in that earlier episode. That is, where we're collecting them from a patient and then we're going to freeze them down and use them later on for an autologous transplant. So, for instance, in neuroblastoma, we might collect these stem cells from the blood and then freeze them and then later on give the patient a very high dose of chemotherapy and rescue them with their own stem cells. The third situation where we might collect these bone marrow stem cells from the blood is a particular situation where a patient is going to have a bone marrow transplant from someone else. 
So, for instance, they might have leukemia and it might be a high-risk leukemia and they've had a relapse, for instance, and they're going to have a bone marrow transplant from someone else, an allogeneic bone marrow transplant. Well, in certain situations, the transplant team might like to collect some of the patient's bone marrow stem cells to put them in the freezer just in case something went wrong during the aloe transplant. So those cells would be being kept just as a backup to use in an emergency if something went wrong during the bone marrow transplant from the other donor. So the plan is to use someone else's bone marrow and give it to the patient with leukemia. But we put some bone marrow cells from the patient in the freezer just to have there in case of emergency. For instance, if the new bone marrow didn't engraft and they rejected the bone marrow or something like that, then we would have some of the patient's bone marrow stored up to use in an emergency. And they're the three main situations that I can think of where we would want to harvest bone marrow stem cells from the bloodstream. Again, the first one is to collect them from one person to give to another person in an allogeneic bone marrow transplant. The second one is to collect them from the patient and freeze them and use them later on for an autologous bone marrow transplant. And the third one is in the patient who's going to have an aloe transplant from someone else, but we want to have some of their own bone marrow stem cells stored up in the freezer just in case something goes wrong during that aloe transplant and we'll have them there as a backup. Now I'm going to cheat a little bit here and I'm going to copy some of my earlier podcast and just paste it in here for you to listen to because it describes how we collect these peripheral blood stem cells. So it's a bit of a rerun of the other episode in part. But just a couple of things for these three particular situations to distinguish them. The first situation where we're taking bone marrow from one person to give it to another person. Well, those bone marrow stem cells will normally be mobilised with the injections under the skin that I'll describe in a minute. That's a drug called GCSF. So you can mobilise stem cells using GCSF and chemotherapy, but we can hardly give chemotherapy to a normal donor. That wouldn't be right. So we would just use GCSF. The second situation, the autotransplant, is pretty much as I will now describe it. The third situation is that patient where we're collecting the backup stem cells to have in the freezer just to use in the event of an emergency. So a couple of things about that. One is that the patient generally would need to be in remission because we wouldn't want to be harvesting stem cells to use as a backup if they still had leukemia around because then we might be harvesting leukemia cells as well. So mostly we would want to know that the leukemia was in remission. The second thing to add is that those patients have often had a lot of chemotherapy and so sometimes it's hard to get their bone marrow to respond adequately to mobilise enough stem cells to collect for this backup stem cell collection. So that can be a complexity. But otherwise, I'll proceed now with the description from my earlier episode and that's going to explain to you 
how we collect peripheral blood stem cells in general. Now, the way we collect bone marrow these days is different. When this technique was first invented, we would indeed collect bone marrow by giving an anaesthetic and then sticking needles into the pelvic bones at the back, just below the waist, stick the needles in and suck out bone marrow, filter it and put it in a bag and then freeze it. These days we don't have to do that to collect bone marrow stem cells. These days we can make the bone marrow stem cells move out of the bone marrow and into the bloodstream. And once they're in the bloodstream, they're much easier to collect. So how do we get them to move out of the bone marrow and into the bloodstream? Well, we use a combination of two things most of the time. The first is chemotherapy. It happens to be the case that when you give someone high doses of chemotherapy, then several days later, maybe 10, 12, 14 days later, bone marrow stem cells just happen to appear in the bloodstream. Don't ask me why, but they just happen to appear in the bloodstream. The second thing we do is we give a drug called GCSF. GCSF, granulocyte colony stimulating factor. Now GCSF is given to a lot of patients after chemotherapy to help their white blood cell count recover more quickly than it usually would. A lot of patients are being given GCSF. But in this particular situation, GCSF also plays a role in making bone marrow stem cells move out of the bone marrow and move into the bloodstream. So this combination of the chemotherapy followed by the GCSF all can make the bone marrow stem cells appear in the bloodstream maybe 12, 13, 14 days later and then we can collect them. Now you can mobilise stem cells with GCSF alone. You don't need the chemotherapy and then you might just give GCSF for three or four days. But we happen to be giving chemotherapy anyway to treat the cancer. So we would normally go with that system in neuroblastoma. Give the chemotherapy, give the GCSF injections, and then collect the stem cells maybe 12, 14 days later. In addition, there's another drug called Plerixafor. That's a new drug that also helps to mobilise stem cells into the bloodstream. Anyway, however we've mobilised the cells, we start looking for the bone marrow stem cells in the blood, typically around day 12 or 14 or something like that. Now the way we look for bone marrow cells in the bloodstream is by measuring cells that have a chemical on their surface called CD34. CD34 is the bone marrow stem cell marker. So cells with CD34 on them, they're the cells we want to get. CD34 positive cells. And a blood sample can be taken and sent to a special lab and then they can measure the level of CD34 positive cells in the bloodstream. And when the CD34 count is high enough, then we can proceed to collect these peripheral blood stem cells. That's what we're now calling them. They are bone marrow stem cells, but we now call them peripheral blood stem cells 
or PBSCs. Okay, now, how do we collect these cells from the bloodstream? We can't just take a gallon of blood out and send it to the lab. No, what we do is use something called a phoresis machine. Phoresis, P-H-E-R-E-S-I-S, a phoresis machine, leukophoresis machine. Now, this is a machine that we connect the patient to. And suppose we're using the patient's central line, and suppose it's a double lumen central line. Then we connect the patient to the machine. And the machine draws blood out of one lumen of the central line. The blood goes into the machine, and then the machine spins it and whizzes it. You know, it's got these centrifuge-like things in it. And then the machine is all set up to select out the stem cells according to their density and then send all the other blood cells back to the patient through the other lumen of the central line. So the patient lies there in bed watching TV for four or five hours while their blood goes out of their body into the machine. The machine whizzes it, collects the stem cells in a bag and sends the rest of the blood back through the other lumen of the central line. So they do that for four or five hours. And if they don't get enough stem cells, well, they might try again the next day. They might give another dose of GCSF and then try again the next day. Anyway, we can do it for two days or even three days. Haven't often done it for four days. It's a bit like one of those, um, it's a bit like a kidney machine. You know, people on dialysis that have their blood taken out of their body and then the kidney machine purifies it and gets rid of all the stuff that we don't want in our body anymore and then sends the rest of the blood back. It's a bit like that, but in this occasion we're collecting stem cells for the transplant. Now, some patients' central lines don't work very well for the stem cell harvesting, or maybe they don't have a double lumen central line at all. Well, then we have to use a different way of getting the blood from the patient to the machine. So in some situations it might be that we can just stick a drip in each arm, particularly with bigger patients where we can put a large cannula, you know, a large IV, into each arm. And so the blood can go out of one arm to the machine and then back into the other arm. An alternative is to put in a special central line that we just leave in for a couple of days just for the stem cell harvest. So, you know, patients have central lines that you can leave in for months for chemotherapy. Sometimes the blood flow out of them isn't very well. Sometimes they're too soft and they sort of collapse on themselves under the suction from the machine. So if that's the case, then we might put in a special central line just to use for a couple of days. And in particular, we might put that in the femoral vein, femoral vein down in the groin. The femoral vein comes back from the leg, carrying all the blood back from the leg. Or we can put a a special central line in there just for a couple of days. That's called a VASCATH. Well, that's the one we use, a VASCATH. Often we would knock the patient out with an anaesthetic to put in the VASCATH. But that can just stay in for a couple of days and then it can be removed when we're finished with it. That usually doesn't take an anaesthetic, the removal part. Anyway, patient lies there for four or five hours watching TV, playing with the iPad, writing letters on account of Amnesty International to third world dictators, whatever they want to do. They do it, and then the stem cells are collected, and then we can send those stem cells to the lab, and then they'll do the CD34 count, 
on the stem cell collection all over again and tell us, well, how many CD34 positive cells have we collected? And there'll be a target amount of stem cells that we want to collect. It might be that we want to collect 2 million CD34 positive cells for every kilogram of body weight. Or it might be we'd like 5 million. Or it might be we want 10 million. There will be a target stem cell amount that the team want to collect and then we can see have we got enough cells or do we have to do it all over again tomorrow or sometimes the patient just doesn't mobilize stem cells very well and we just have to give up altogether and make a different plan but if we've got enough cells then that's the end of the stem cell harvesting the vascath can be removed if we needed one and the patient can often be discharged from hospital and then get on with the rest of their chemotherapy plan. And meanwhile, the cells are taken up to the bone marrow transplant lab. Now, if they're going to be used later on for an autologous transplant or for a backup for an allo transplant, then they'll be frozen. They'll be frozen with a special freezer that controlled rate freezes the cells down at the exact right rate, and there'll be some preservative put in that keeps the cells alive even as they're being frozen. On the other hand, if the bone marrow stem cells are being collected for an allo transplant to give to someone else, then they may not be frozen. It might be that they can be used fresh, so they don't need to be frozen, but just can be given to the patient. These days, we often get bone marrow stem cells from unrelated donors all around the world. And so it may be that these stem cells are measured and prepared and then they're shipped from the country where they were collected to the country where the patient is located. Now, before I finish, let me stress again that when donors are donating stem cells for another person, well, we don't give them chemotherapy, of course. You can't give chemotherapy to a normal person just to mobilise their stem cells. These are toxic drugs. So when someone's donating blood stem cells to give to another person, we use that GCSF injection alone system. So that's the injection under the skin each day for three or four days to mobilise the stem cells out of the blood, and then we can collect them. So they are not getting chemotherapy, of course. They are just getting GCSF. But anyway, they're the procedures for collecting blood stem cells, what we call peripheral blood stem cells. And again, three situations. One is to collect them to give to someone else, and we collect with GCSF alone. The second is to collect them to freeze and use for an autologous transplant later on. And there we collect them with chemotherapy and GCSF, or sometimes with GCSF alone. And the third one is where we're collecting the patient's blood stem cells so that we can freeze them and have them as a backup. In those situations, we might collect them after a cycle of chemotherapy and GCSF, or we might use GCSF alone. That'll vary. But anyway, I hope this has all made sense for you. Let me know at the Facebook page. If it doesn't, that's Understanding Childhood Cancer with Dr. Jeff. Let me know. Let me know if I need to clarify anything. But I'll leave it there for now, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.